a lot of times when people are buying a product, they're not going to read any of the content you have on there. So you could spend a ton of time copywriting, and it doesn't make any difference at all. For the real estate market, it can make a big impact. It really depends on who you're bringing to your site. Because Before we get into today's episode, I want to offer you a free service and a free gift. Yes, a free gift. You're a loyal best ever listener. You deserve free gifts. And it's from our best ever partner, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. So are you a landlord or investor who's self-managing? Well, if you're self-managing, is that the best way to scale your business? And are you fulfilled by self-managing or would you rather be doing other stuff with your time? Like, I don't know, scaling your business, scaling your portfolio, making more money, bringing more rentals, rental income coming in because you're acquiring more properties. If you want to scale, if you're not getting fulfilled by self-managing, then here comes a free service, here comes a free gift. Linda Libatory, you know her, episode 714, I interviewed her about her best ever advice, talked to her about her company, which is the solution to your problem, Secure Pay One, the landlord helper. They handle the phone calls, they handle the rent collections, they handle late payment reminders, they handle the lease violation notices, everything from the text messages, reminders, all the way to collecting the ACH payments. Linda's team will help you scale your business, whether you've got 500 units or even a handful of units, go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. They're going to give you a free 30-minute goal strategy session. They'll give you free setup and the first 30 days free, mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Again, if you are self-managing and you're not fulfilled by self-managing and you agree that there's a better way to scale your business, scale your investments, then go to mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Take Linda and her team up on their generous offer of giving you a trial and a strategy session to see if it's right for you. mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. I hope you're having a best ever weekend because it is Sunday. We got a special segment for you called Skill Set Sunday, where we talk about a specific skill that you can implement in your business and make more money. With us today, we got Chris Daly. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing good. How you doing, Joe? I am doing very well, my friend. And I'm going to talk a little bit about Chris's background. And best ever listeners, you're going to know exactly what we're going to be talking about. So Chris is the Vice President of Site Testing and Optimization for Disruptive Advertising. He started his agency in 2014 and merged with the current agency, Disruptive Advertising, he helps businesses learn what users want on their website through psychology-based testing and analytics. Today, we're going to be talking about, well, digital marketing and how to drive more leads. And also, perhaps we get into some testing metrics and how he approaches that based in Provo, Utah. And you can say hi to him at his website and his company's website, disruptiveadvertising.com. With that being said, Chris, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? I've been in kind of the digital marketing space for about eight years now. 
When I very first got into the digital marketing industry, I was doing search engine optimization, which is, in essence, trying to get your website to rank for terms on Google. So it was all about driving traffic to a website, driving traffic, driving traffic. Well, one day I was sitting down and I was feeling a little discouraged because most of the traffic I was driving wasn't converting. They weren't doing the things I wanted them to do on the website. So I took kind of a step back to figure out why aren't people converting? What's happening? Am I driving the wrong people to the site or does my website suck? And no one could really help me answer that question. No one could help me figure out what's going on here. So I ended up searching around on Google for a little while. I stumbled upon this concept of A-B testing on your website, which in essence is you take anything on your website. It could be a pop-up. It could be your email subscription widget. It could be a form. And you create duplicate versions of it, and you change things, and you see how people respond to those changes. So I created a test on the site that I was running traffic to at the time. I sent them to a lead generation page, and form completions increased. And I had no idea what I was doing at the time. I just changed some design elements, switched some things up to see if it would move the needle, and it did. So that's kind of where I fell in love with what I do now, which is finding out what is it that users want in order to convert, in order to sign up, in order to reach out. So I guess that's a quick background on me. Yeah, that is a quick background and very relevant to what we're going to dive into. So thanks for that. Let's talk about site testing first. I know I mentioned the digital marketing thing before site testing, but I'm curious about site testing in particular. So if a best ever listener has a website and they reach out to you and they say, I'd like to make sure I'm converting the most amount of people who arrive at my website. How do you approach it? What's the engagement look like and what do you do? Yeah, so there's a couple things that I do and there's some things that your best ever listeners can go in and do themselves to get a sense for where there may be opportunities to do a better job converting people. But so I go through a very methodical process and analysis of a website. And in this analysis, what I'm really trying to do is I'm trying to uncover the good and the bad about the site. So I look at things like content. What content do you have on your site? How much of that content is there? Is it relevant? Those types of things. And at this point, we're not talking about testing at all. We're just saying, okay, we've got content. We've got on a specific page, we've got three paragraphs of content, or we've got two sentences of content, or whatever. You're trying to just identify what's on your site right now. So we look at content. We look at the value proposition. So what value do you have for your audience? For realtors, this is going to be, you've got a home. I mean, people are looking for a home. You've got a home. And it may be certain aspects of the home that you want to highlight. You've got a home that has a pool. You've got a home that has a great location. You've got a home that has a great view, whatever it may be. That's your value proposition. Whatever value you have for the audience. And so, Again, we're identifying what's our value proposition. Can you find it? Is it easily identified by somebody who's coming to the site for the first time? I call the content, the value proposition, and the call to action, which is tell your users what you want them to do. I call those three things the motivation factors. Those are the things that are going to motivate people to take action. And the call to action is a critically important one because if you want someone to reach out to you, if you want them to give you a call, 
That needs to be the thing that stands out on your site more than anything else. If you want people to just click through and check out pictures of the property, then that needs to be obvious to the users. If you want them to fill out a form on your site, fill out an email newsletter, so on and so forth, it needs to be very, very obvious. It needs to be colorful, color contrast on the page. It needs to just be very obvious. So those are the motivation factors. Then we look at things that I call resistance factors. And those are things like distractions. So I'll usually sit down with my clients and I'll say, what are things that could potentially be distracting your users from the thing you want them to do, from your value proposition, from your call to action? And a lot of times, distractions are things that people think are really valuable, but what it's actually doing is it's just putting extra stuff on the page. And so things that can be distracting are other offers. You might have a ton of other homes that people want to check out. Well, if you've got them to a relevant page that has a value proposition that will be valuable to them, you don't want to take them to other homes. You don't want to take them to other pages on your site. You want them to sign up or to reach out and contact you now. So we try to identify anything that could potentially be distracting. We look at things that could potentially cause anxiety. The things that cause anxiety a lot of times are if I can't figure out what to do, if I have to take multiple steps in order to actually do what you want. So if there's a button that says click here to contact us and then I click there and then it takes me to another page and I have to click another button in order to get a form, that's a high anxiety process. So we identify things that could potentially be causing anxiety. And then we look at the very last thing is how responsive is your web experience? So if I come to your site on a mobile device, mm. is it super mobile friendly? Is it customized for mobile? Or is everything just shrunken down? Like are all the pictures super small and I can't figure out how to flip through the pictures? Or if you want me to call you, is there a click to call button? Is it super easy for me to do that on a mobile device? So that's kind of the process I take my clients through when we very first start, and that is just to identify potential opportunities. Mm -hmm. Again, if you have a weak value proposition, we might want to run some tests to strengthen that value proposition. If there's a ton of distractions, we might want to run some tests to remove or lessen those distractions, and so on. So hopefully, I didn't go through that too quickly, but hopefully that's... Yeah, that's very helpful. How much does it cost to do that exercise with you? In terms of the actual analysis, we have a small, I think, $500 one-time analysis fee to go through and do kind of a full website analysis. And from there, you can go one of two ways. Either you can go, awesome, there's a lot of testing opportunities on my site. I'm going to go ahead and do that myself. Or most of our clients will just have us run the process for them. And I'm assuming that the audience is very similar but most of our clients don't have a ton of additional time to do these kinds of things. And when you sit down, you go, oh, I need to create some other versions of my site. That's scary to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it can be helpful to have someone help you. <laughs> How much of what you do in the testing is copywriting? It is a phase of the process. And I mentioned it's one of the six factors we look at. Yeah. It really depends on how... As we start testing the content, how big of an impact that has on conversion rates. So I'll say this. Sometimes content is the biggest influencer of conversion rates. Sometimes it doesn't matter at all. When we're working with e-commerce sites, for example, 
a lot of times when people are buying a product, they're not going to read any of the content you have on there. So you could spend a ton of time copywriting, and it doesn't make any difference at all. For the real estate market, it can make a big impact. It really depends on who you're bringing to your site because certain types of people are a lot more likely to read than other types of people. Knowing that's the case, that the really who we want to attract is important component to this, do you have a questionnaire that you ask your client to fill out prior to you doing the one-time analysis? And not necessarily a questionnaire, but I do go through what I call building a customer profile. So we'll try to identify who are you targeting, and if they're running ads to their site, we'll take a look at those ads and take a look at who those ads are targeting. If they're AdWords, we look at the keywords that people are targeting. If it's Facebook ads, we look at the kind of audiences they're targeting. What are the demographics? What are the interests they're targeting? Those types of things. What are some typical solutions that you've implemented that have generated big results? There's a few things that I call kind of low-hanging fruit tests. They're ones that they don't always work, and that's one of the things that people need to understand when they start testing is there's not a guaranteed one-size-fits-all approach for testing. It's not something that you can just do and automatically get better conversion rates. It's a process of learning about your audience, of asking questions and saying, okay, we've identified that there's a lot of content on our site. Maybe our audience wants a lot of content, maybe they don't. So let's ask a question, how much content do they want? And then let's test three different versions of our site. One that has a lot of content, one that has a medium amount, one that has hardly any. And when we get those results back, then let's ask a follow-up question. So let's say that having a medium amount of content works best. Well, if that medium amount of content works best, the follow-up question is going to be, well, what content should it be? If you're showing a property that's listed, what is the stuff that's really going to drive people to reach out? What is the stuff that people really care about? Do they care how many bathrooms the location has? What is exactly the stuff that's going to compel people to reach out? And so the things that I found that typically have the biggest impact, number one, is just general design. So we'll usually include this as one of our rounds of testing, but we will create three or four different layouts for a page, or if you've got like a pop-up that comes up to try to get people's email addresses. And I'll say this, every person who has a site should have some kind of a pop-up to gather information, mm -hmm. to gather email addresses so that you can start remarketing to those people. So if you have one of those, you want to test a bunch of different designs because the way that that pop-up looks, the way that it first grabs people's attention is either going to alarm people and cause anxiety or it may capture attention and people will go, huh, what's this? So design can be a really, really important element. And I've seen testing different designs have as much as a 100% increase in conversion rates without changing any of the content at all. So design's a major thing that I look at, and that's obviously something that's a little bit more involved in order to test. I think the second most impactful thing is the call to action. So this is a very easy thing to test usually if you can identify what your call to action is. So again, if you've got a pop-up that comes up either maybe right when you get to the site or maybe it's an exit pop-up that you're trying to get some information from people before they leave your site, the way that you tell people to give you their information can be hugely influential on whether or not they actually do it. 
So I ran a test for a client of mine, Social Media Examiner. They're the largest social media information website on the planet. It's just a content site. So they want people to come and read content, read articles, engage with things. So they obviously they want email subscribers. That's a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. So we were testing, well, what is going to prompt people to actually give us their email address? Will they just give it if we say, get regular updates from us, or do we need to have some kind of an offer? And I'm going to suggest that you should always have an offer on your email pop-ups. It could be something like five things that every person should know before buying a home or an ebook, some kind of free content that you can offer people and say, sign up now to get our free ebook on whatever. That can be hugely, hugely beneficial to figure out what kind of content do people want there. That's your call to action and your value proposition. So I, I will sometimes have my clients test three or four different ebooks and say, okay, well, you've got this ebook and you've been running it for years and years and years. How do you know that it works? Why don't you write one page of an ebook, of four different types of ebooks, find out the one that people want, and then you can flush it out. You can write the rest of the content for that ebook that people actually want. Those are some things that I would really suggest people think about. So design and call to action, and then the actual value proposition, what are you giving people, can really, really impact conversion rates. Yeah, I'm on socialmediaexaminer.com right now, and when I went there, there's a pop-up. And then after I click through, then the first thing I see is get a free social media marketing industry report and enter your first name and your email. So you got two ways of gathering that information uh, right out of the gate. They actually hit you about four times. So they've got an (laughs) entrance pop-up that comes up after you've been on the site for like 10 seconds. They've got a slider that comes up from the bottom of the page once you've clicked to an article. They've got an exit pop-up, so something that pops up when you're going to leave the site. And then they have something that's on the side of the page that tries to capture information. So they've got four different ways. And I'll tell you, they get sign-ups from all four of those different pop-ups. So if you have one pop-up, if you've got something that like is an exit pop-up to capture people's information before they leave, don't think that you can't also have an entrance pop-up or something that slides in as people are progressing through the site. A lot of times when you get a pop-up on a site, you just immediately look for a way to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And the more times you keep getting hit with it, the more likely you are to take a step back and say, well, what is this? What am I saying no to? And that's when, if you have some really valuable content you're offering, that's when people will go, oh, I actually might want this ebook. I actually may want to know what are the five things that every person should know, you know, whatever it is. We don't have much time, but I do want to address the digital marketing and ways to drive more traffic via targeted Facebook ads and retargeting. So in a couple minutes, I'm sorry for compressing this, but in a couple minutes, what can you tell us about the main things we need to know regarding those strategies? Okay, so the first thing that everyone should probably know is when you're targeting people on Facebook, finding buyers is easy. Finding sellers is very difficult. So probably the best place to start is to be looking for buyers. Now, that's probably what people are going to want to target anyways, but just as kind of a heads up. So when you start targeting people, there's a couple things that you want to make sure of. Number one, you want to make sure that you have a conversion metric 
So just driving traffic is not good enough because if you don't have some kind of conversion metric, whether it's did I capture their email address, did I get a phone call, did I get something, if you don't have a conversion metric, you're going to waste a lot of time just driving traffic blindly, not knowing if it's valuable or not. And people spend tens of thousands, millions of dollars on traffic like this, where it's just, just get some traffic and hope that some business comes from it. So you need to have some kind of a digital conversion that you can gauge, that you can tie your ad back to, and you can say, okay, when we targeted these people, we got whatever, 2% conversion rate on email signups. When we targeted these other people, we got nothing out of it. So we need to turn those off because they're not effective. So you need to have a good conversion metric that you can track. And again, I would suggest that's some kind of an email sign-up. Because you get two things when you get someone to sign up for your email. Number one, obviously you get their email address so you can send them emails. But number two, because you've sent them to your site, you can cookie them. And then you can use Facebook and Google to retarget them and to remarket to them so that whatever house they came and looked at or whatever offer they responded to initially, you keep hitting with them with that again and again everywhere they go on the web. That is one of the best ways to be efficient with your spend so that you don't have to spend money twice to get the same person to engage with one of your ads. Usually remarketing ads are much, much cheaper to get clicks with. So that's one of the best ways. And so, I mean, again, you've got them on your site already. You've got their email address, so you're going to start sending them emails. And then they're going to start seeing your ads all over the place. And it's just going to be in their mind constantly. And so as soon as they are ready to engage, boom, you're right there. So I think that's kind of the general strategy that I would suggest people start with. This has been such an informative conversation, Chris. Really grateful that we were able to jump on a call and interview on the show. Where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter. It's just at Chris Daly. My last name is D-A-Y-L-E-Y. And then we've also got an ebook. if people are interested in just kind of how to get started with A-B testing. If people go to disruptiveadvertising.com slash guide, we've got an excellent guide with all the tools that you need, some strategies that you should consider, and a lot of other really good stuff that people can use to get started. Outstanding. Chris, from how you approach testing websites, the ways we can optimize the websites from call to action, the value proposition, how the content looks, to some practical tips on targeting Facebook ads, valuable stuff. Thanks for being on the show. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Joe. Are you an investor who self-manages, talks to your residents, collects checks, and handles all the day-to-day tasks? Well, there's a better way, best ever listener, and guess what? That better way is Secure Pay One. Secure Pay One, the landlord helper, will have conversations over the phone with your residents whenever there's an issue, and the residents can pay you directly. So schedule your free trial and 30-minute session today at mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. That's mylandlordhelper.com forward slash Joe. Tired of the noise in the real estate investing space but still want to light your business on fire? Real Estate Deal Talk is an original source of radio shows, podcasts, case studies, and articles devoted to real estate investing. For investors, by investors. Discover more at realestatedealtalk.com. That's realestatedealtalk.com.